When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. My Talk 107.1, The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Um, it's a Mike Ganger production. And we are here right before Valentine's Day to provide a service for you. And that service is to let you know what the most romantic restaurants in Minnesota are. Now, yes. Do you agree? Disagree? We'd love to know what you have to say about your favorite place and why. You can call us. Where do you like to get romantical for the Valentine's holiday? Yeah, six, six five one. Five, oh, sorry. Six five one. Six four one. One zero seven one. Thank you, John. Open them. I might ever get a not sound like a because of COVID. My laugh is like. It oh, sounds that your... like I've been smoking Virginia Slims for 60 years. I hadn't even noticed. I'm not even 50. Anyway. She's not 50. But no. no, the reason we're asking for the most romantic restaurant in Minnesota is because I found a list, you guys. And you know how this goes. What? Like, this list purports to tell us the most romantic restaurant in Minnesota. And it very well may be. I don't know. But I can tell you where, where the list is and how they uh, came up with it. That is the metrics for this list. It was a list from Open Table. And by the way, you can agree or disagree, but most importantly, we kind of want you to just share what your favorite romantical restaurants were mm-hmm. for the Valentines. And um, this open table list, what? I just don't know why it's short. Oh, yeah. Okay, so what Dawn is talking about is Open Table announced the 100 most romantic restaurants in America ahead of Valentine's Day. And this list uh, purports to have been compiled uh, for, let's see, a few reasons. Called from over 13 million diner reviews representing delo- beloved diner spots coast to coast. This year, the list spans 27 states. That means that there are <laughs> that there are a bunch of states that didn't even have one. Right. California took the number one spot with 13 restaurants on the list. Um, and here is, and I scrolled down the list, I'm like, Minnesota, 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 Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you almost passed it because there's only there's one. There's only one, at least we made the list this year, Baltimore in Roseville, which, you know, Baltimore is a great restaurant. Uh, I didn't go there for a romantical purpose, but I had a very nice meal with my partner. Um, and I, I, I could see it being, you know, like a, you know, date night opportunity. But I was surprised that, uh, you know, I'm curious rather, like what set Baltimore apart from any of the other restaurants in Minnesota? Um, again, that's up to open table to say, but I thought, I bet there are a lot of other restaurants people think are also uh, equally, if not more romantic. Yeah, Don't I'm just think? surprised. No offense to Baltimore. I no, mean, I'm sure but it's, it's perfectly in the mall romantic. Lot, and it was just built like within the last six years. 
you know, five years. So I would, I love the place too. I think it's great food. I think it has great atmosphere. Good steaks. Um, and a little probably beyond some people's price range. But I would think that some of the oldest restaurants in Minneapolis oh. would be people's favorite spot. Like, like what about the Lexington? Oh, you sure. know, yeah. I mean, that's so old. It's in St. Paul. Um, just Do you other... think the age makes something seem more romantic? Yeah. For, I mean, for me anyway. But okay. I also like um, an old home. You know, I, I would love to live in an old home. I don't necessarily like new builds. So that's my personality, probably. I think the older the place, it's just more romantic. So are you saying that you would find the Lexington to be your romantic spot? Or do you have another restaurant? I mean, I also have investigated it as a haunted location, so that's kind of weird. But I would say so. Yeah, it definitely should, is. Should we go to the phones? Yeah, let's do it. Kristen is or Kirsten rather is on the phone. Kirsten, what's the most romantic restaurant in Minnesota? Well, it's a little tiny place in Otsego, and it's called Pour P O U R, hmm. and it's just a little um, kind of a wine bar. Okay. Yeah. That I don't think a lot of people would know about because it's Otsego. <laughs> not a lot of people, that's not a destination, yeah. but uh, I really like it somewhere that my husband and I went to Valentine's Day last year. Oh, fun. Okay, that's so sweet. it's Poor Wine Bar and Bistro in Otsego, and Kirsten yeah. thinks it's romantic. Thank you, Kirsten, for calling. Let's go to... Oh, of course. Absolutely. Have a wonderful day. Let's go to Jeff and find out where he finds romantic. Hey, Jeff, what's romantic for for you in the way of restaurants? Well, last month I saw the movie Mary Kiss Cam, and they feature a restaurant in Duluth that goes around in a circle oh, at the yeah. top of a hotel. Yeah. And uh, it takes about an hour to go around, so it doesn't go real fast like a merry-go-round. And, and sure, they have that. one of those in Vegas and stuff. Yeah. Oh, they do? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. So I know what you're oh, talking well, about. It doesn't make you sick. I think it's romantic, yes. Yeah. And you get to see, you know, the, the lake and the city and... And have a conversation. It's I think it's very intimate. Perfect. Thank you, Thank Jeff, you. for that. And I'm uh, just looking here. I googled it. I think it's Monte the Apostle. Carlo is. A, I'm sorry. Go ahead. What's uh, it called? It's called the Apostle Supper Club okay. in Duluth, and it's at the top of the Radisson. I've actually been there when it was. I don't know what it was back then. It was a hundred years ago, but mm. we went, and you don't even really notice you're moving. Yeah. Um. Thankfully, because I would probably get seasick. What were you saying? Um, I thought of another place where I thought was oh, very sure. romantic, which is the Monte Carlo. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Right over Minneapolis. They have great wings. Yeah. Let's go to Annie. Annie's on the phone. She has a suggestion for the most romantic restaurant in Minnesota. Hey, Annie. Hey. What's hey. romantic, honey? Where are we going? Well, I just was going to disagree with Baldemar because as much as I love the meal, it gave me the meat sweats. And there's nothing romantic about the meat sweat for me. That's, hey, girl, I find meat sweat sexy, but, you know, different oh. strokes for different folks. Bingo, bingo. <laughs> Thank, do you have one, though? Uh, well, you know, I like a simple meal like at Culver's because I love mm -hmm. my cheese fries and a Aww. relaxed conversation with my lover. See, I love Your that you lover. said that, Annie. Annie, thank you. Annie said Culver's. And I kind of got to uh, give her some appreciation bonus points for that because there are times that... Uh, and in fact, this this Valentine's Day is among them. There are Valentines where I'm like, I don't want to do the fancy restaurant thing or the, you know, get all dressed up restaurant mm -hmm. thing. Um, I just want to go have something casual. And because really, I just want I just want to spend time with my 
special friend. Your friend. Um, <laughs> Jamie. And I love that, you know, you can find romance pretty much anywhere. That said, um, you know, I think that there are some restaurants that are more romantic than others. Mike, do you guys have a favorite romantic spot? Not really. I, I've been just completely racking my brain this entire time trying to come up with one, but I wouldn't, not that I really qualify romantic. What about Murray's? Oh, yeah. Like you're bringing up all the old school classics. Mm-hmm. Those are great. Um, the one place that I love in downtown St. Paul is called Meritage. I don't know if you've been there. Yes. They have wonderful, it is like th- that, that's romantic for us in a, for a particular reason. We went there for like a milestone. Aww. anniversary and um we just ended up having a great meal and you know how you just have those great experiences and so then it it sort of becomes larger mm-hmm. than just the restaurant experience itself but it's a great restaurant great food obviously it's been a you know uh top of many many lists but um but again like romance is kind of like where you bring it i think i think you could make romance at any restaurant Oh, you can. I mean, huh? maybe not. Denny's? Uh, probably not in Denny's. That romance is long since past its prime. Oh. Meaning, I, maybe when I was in my 20s, oh, I was sure. having some romance Yeah, at because the it was in the middle of the night, and you're like, let's go eat. Yeah. Or Perkins, or Embers. Oh, Embers. Have you ever been to an Embers? I haven't. What is it? It's, it's kind of like a Perkins. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a hot place. I mean, but it's, it's the embers, place we... There used to be one on Hennepin Avenue, and we used to go there after the club. <laughs> and, you know, people like to, you know. Snog. I <laughs> don't think we called it that, but yeah. Okay. Uh, hang out, make out, whatever. All right. Well, I think we got a list. And, you know, again, Open Table says Baltimore. And, um, you know, it's not a bad place to go for Valentine's. I imagine there's you'd be hard-pressed to get a reservation for Valentine's. but Yeah, that's what I'm always concerned about when people go out on actual Valentine's Day. Do you actually get a table? You, you have, have to, to plan. Well, you have to have you have to have a Virgo in your life, uh, like Jamie, who oh. does a reservation six months in advance. Okay. Because otherwise, you'll be like me, not a Virgo, who will go. Oh yeah, we should go somewhere for Valentine's <laughs> uh, tomorrow. <laughs> and then we we'll end up at Perkins now, because which, again, yeah, it's you know, next Tuesday. Yeah, it is next Tuesday. So if you haven't made a plan, there are definitely plenty of options, but. You do want to TikTok, hurry up. Oh, the restaurant at the Nicolet Island Inn. Mm, oh, if you are one, yeah. okay with water, you know, because it doesn't you don't have to swim water. to eat. <gasps> oh, that's good. You don't have to swim there. No. Okay. <laughs> but you might have to look at water. Can you not look at water? Even? I can look at water. It's just, you know, if I see anything surface from the water, or you know, jump out if I see like things coming what? up out of the water. There's not going to be anything coming out of the water at the Nicollet Island Inn, honey. It's the Mississippi <laughs> River. What do you think is in there? The Loch Ness Monster? Ooh, a lot of fish that are really big. There are not big fish in that river. Come on. I Girl. mean, the Mississippi River is also in Missouri. Yeah, but it's a far yesterday. different river in Missouri than it is right here in Minnesota. Why? It is teeny tiny. Where? Down by the Nicollet Island Inn. It's Down like this big. Down by the river. Oh, my God. She's, I think, lost her damn mind. <laughs> so we are going to leave this t- conversation and do a break. But when we return, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Dawn is going to tell us about Michelle Yeoh, a story that apparently is inspiring because many people told her she was at a point in her career that she needed to retire. And right. she didn't. And now she's having... Uh, well, a moment, mm-hmm. if not more so. We'll talk about that when we return right here on My Talk 1071. Yes, you do. And you really don't have to um, 
like superheroes or superhero movies to have a superhero in your home save the day especially when it comes to heating and cooling in your home you're not really probably thinking about cooling this time of year but you are thinking about staying warm and your furnace is key to that or whatever heats your home and frankly if there's an issue you want to call my friends at hero why well they're professionals they've been doing this for decades not just decades over a hundred years hero has been uh keeping homes warm throughout the winter in the Twin Cities. So you can take my word for it, but even if you don't take my word for it, go online, look at the reviews, and you will see time and time again when people have Hero out to their home, they are not just satisfied, but beyond satisfied for all of the help that uh, Hero brings to bear on any problem in your home, whether it's heating, cooling, plumbing, air, uh, air ducts, you name it. Hero has been helpful in our home several times. Call Hero.com today, and don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you. Lori and Julia here. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on My Talk 1071. Everything Entertainment. Yep. People told Michelle Yeoh, you need to retire from acting. Oh. Before she got cast in the role in Everything Everywhere All at Once, which is her first Oscar nomination. And she told them, don't tell me what to do. A lot of people in her life, like, you know managers people in entertainment like you should probably just retire oh my god you should get better managers god and people in your life yes so she was talking about this on the envelope podcast which is the los angeles times podcast and a lot of people were telling her to retire and she then accepted the lead role in uh the multiverse family adventure everything everywhere all at once um so she said you know when you get older the roles get smaller it seemed like the numbers go up and these things go narrow and then you start getting relegated to the side and more and more. So when everything everywhere came, it was very emotional because this means that you are the one who's leading this whole process, who's telling the story. Yeah. No, that's fabulous. Yes. And that's what makes the movie so touching. You know, it's just... I still have not seen this movie. I need to see it immediately. Michael? Same. Mm. Okay. Anyway, um, so yes, it, it's it makes it so real when you don't have, you know, when you have someone who is an unlikely hero or somebody who is is struggling, uh, you know, to hold her family together. It was just such a real story that was just looking at life from a perspective that we don't usually see as a leading woman. Yeah, you know. Yeah, no, I um I've heard nothing but good things about this movie and I imagine, you know, she is who else I don't know who else has been nominated for I don't remember rather who else was nominated for best actress Andrea but Andrea Riseborough. Uh but I imagine that she will have a a yeah. chance, right? Yes, I I feel like it it will Wasn't be Andrew was her. Andrea Riseborough supporting? Oh no, she's oh, she she's leading actress. actress, yeah. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, This A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Um, it, yeah, it's definitely... I think it'll be between those two, for sure. Okay. Kate Blanchett for Tar oh, yes. and... Uh, Anna de Armas for Blonde oh, and yeah. uh, Michelle Williams for The Fablemans. Yeah. So um, another interesting tidbit about this is that um, is that she said that the directors, writers, they actually originally it was written for a man. And Jackie Chan read the script and he told the director, the Daniels, um, they wanted to hire him, and um, they said, no, you should, he said, you should talk to Michelle Yeoh. Oh, that's interesting. So Jackie Chan was reading for the role, and he he declined the role and suggested Michelle Yeoh? Yes, I mean, they, that's he said, you should make this a woman. So they rewrote it a little bit, which, it goes to show they didn't have to do a lot to the character to make, because when you write a good script, the character should be, you could make it either a man or a woman, you know that's that's the the show of good writing. So um, she um, accepted the role. She, she did demand one thing. <laughs> so the only thing I said to them was, "This is Michelle Yeoh talking about her role in Everything Everywhere All at Once. The character cannot be named Michelle Wang." And they're like, "But why? It's so you because <laughs> her name is Michelle." She's like, "No, I'm not an Asian immigrant mother who's running a laundromat. She needs her own voice." So that was the only thing I asked for. And she said, if you don't change the name, I'm not coming in <laughs> to do what, the movie. What's the name in the movie? The name is Evelyn Yang oh. or Wang. So um, and then the rest is history. So she she's just like, just change the name. I don't want it to be my name. Yeah, so I was going to say, it that's it. Like a small ask. So, you know, here she is um, getting this. Um, she won the Golden Globe for actress. And the movie's also become a cultural phenomenon over a hundred million at the worldwide box office, and um, this is A24, which I'm a huge fan of that studio. They always put out interesting movies, and I'm like, ooh, it's an A24 film. You know? Oh, okay. Um, so this is their biggest grossing movie in history, and uh, she's like, um, the first thing is you feel like, finally, thank you. You guys see me. You guys really see, and you've given me the opportunity to show that I'm capable of doing all of this. Well, and, and it shows that you know women women of color yes can do you know i mean not that there was any doubt but i feel like it is just nice to finally see people in roles in movies like this yes who reflect everyone Mm -hmm. and the more we can have of that the better that is correct i mean she has been a superstar i remember the first time i saw her was in uh, crouching tiger hidden dragon and I didn't see her in that, you know, honestly, the first time I saw her and I, this is just my nerd side was Star Trek Discovery. Yes. Where she and I plays... was just blown away at how amazing she was. And tell people the kind of character she well, plays. Well, she plays like a character who exists in an alternate universe. So she plays like multiple versions of herself, 
which when I saw that this film dealt with multiple versions of the same people, I was like, oh, it's interesting that she's in that role again. Mm-hmm. But I'm surprised. I don't know that why well, I haven't read a, a ton of interviews that she's done um, in press for this movie. But I, I'm curious if she ever brought that up, because I would imagine she might have learned something about playing different versions of the same character. Right. Because in one universe, she's like movie. the evil version of herself. And Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, fascinating. And I'm sure we will continue to love Michelle Yeoh as we make our way towards the Oscars. And we wish her all the best. And when we return, we also wish uh, you, dear listeners, the best. Because we've got another conversation for you. And this time, Dawn would like to tell us about Jon Snow and a spinoff that could be happening with Kit Harington. All the latest on that and more when we return right here on My Talk 1071. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. Okay, if you were a fan of Game of Thrones, uh, you're probably a big fan of the character Jon Snow. He was pretty much the leading man, um, the everyman who was always got, he just had a bad time, you know? How would you describe it, Mike? Like, I mean, he's the bastard son of the king. Yes, that's a, yeah. He lived that life for a long time, had some, uh, some uphill battles he had to climb, had to uh, basically solidify his place and show that he belongs, and then got uh, in, well, spoiler yeah. alert, got some support. Yes, that's right. I didn't love the ending of Game of Thrones, no, I'll be honest, when it comes to his part. Yeah. So I was like, at first I thought, oh my gosh, this is fantastic. He was on Jimmy Fallon, and um, he was speaking to him and Jimmy asked if he wanted to talk about something uh, like, hey, are you going to return? I've heard there are rumors that there's going to be a spinoff for your character from Game of Thrones, Jon Snow. And he said, I don't know. Do you want to have it? I can't say on that, but I don't know. Uh-huh. I walk down the street and I get recognized a little less nowadays. And it's kind of hurts my ego, you know. I'm pretty close to like putting on some furs and walking outside. <laughs> so he's joking around there. And then he said, I got, oh, I got a tally in my head about how few photos I get asked for in a day. And when it gets below oh, a certain number, I think I'll go do a spinoff. Oh, so, so he was just He's just talking around. around but uh, Talking around. He's just joking around. But um, this could be true because George R.R. R. Martin, apparently last year, he was asked about the possibility of a Jon Snow spinoff, and he was like, yeah, it's it's definitely in the works. Um, Kit Harington confirmed uh, that he can he confirmed that Kit Harington is one who approached him with the idea and had his whole team. Um, so he already had writers and showrunners ready to go. And it hadn't been cleared for release yet, but he brought him his own team in and they're terrific, he said at the time. So I think that he's leading up to this really happening. So you think there will be a spinoff? I think there will, but I don't know. I'm pretty sure that everybody knows this, that he had uh, developed a drinking problem when Game of Thrones ended. And he said a lot of that had to do with the fact that he could not let go of his character. Mm. He was so used to being in that role for the years that he filmed the show. He got so attached to actually like feeling like he was actually Jon Snow. And then his dreams came true with the woman who played his love interest, Rose Leslie. She became his real wife. So he's caught up in all of this. Like it's a, it's a fantasy world. 
but, but like, I'm the where's character. Where's the line of and fantasy was, versus reality? Right. So he met his wife on the show. He when it ended, he was like deeply depressed. Yeah, and I had to that. you know go into It'd be really recovery. hard to be involved in something for so many years that was incredibly successful and sort of forms a piece of you know a major piece of your work. And not only that, but we had never seen him before. So we, I had never, Mike, had you ever seen him in anything? I don't know. So this is like, defines him as an actor. Mm -hmm. You know, he, it's not like it was Tom Cruise stepping into the role, which would have been ridiculous. But I'm just saying it wasn't somebody who already had other, you know, movies under their belt where people were like, oh yeah, that's Tom Cruise. I mean, Kit Harington was just Jon Snow everybody you know so i don't know if this is right i don't know if he should be doing a spinoff just for his own mental health but maybe i'm jumping to conclusions well yeah and it sounds like maybe it's we don't know for sure if that's even going to happen but if it did that's probably a question he would really have to wrestle with right it seems like he's super excited about it though i'm like oh he's gonna have some other things coming up too because uh eternals the mcu marvel cinematic universe Mm -hmm. he is set to be the black knight so he was in the end of uh excuse me he was at the end of that movie and it was teased and his character in the new movie blade that has kind of been pushed on pause a couple of times uh the black knight is expected to be a big part of this next push of the mcu and he is set to play him so he's gonna have a couple of those mainstream characters in huge universes that he's lined up to play well and you never know there might be a spinoff to the 2014 hit pompeii that he will reprise his role in pompeii 2 (laughs) all of that is true except for the the pompeii 2 yeah do you not remember so i remember because kit harrington you know obviously he was hot and or he still is hot, but at that point it was like, oh yeah, J- uh, John Snow, aka Kit Harrington, is super hot, and he's going to be in this movie Pompeii. I bet none of you saw it in the theater. I did. You did. And it was as horrible as you'd think. <laughs> oh my god! But he was shirtless and oh. carrying a sword, and he was sweaty. <laughs> so I was all in. Okay. So, I mean, if. If the Jon Snow spinoff doesn't work, there's a Pompeii spinoff in there somewhere. There's typecast. You just need to get a sword in that man's hand because that's all Black Knight is about is his gigantic, the the sword that he carries around. And it was teasing Eternals and it was. It's a very large sword. It's a gigantic (laughs) sword. I know. Anyway, uh, (laughs) you know. He is. He does have a really cool, I guess, being typecast in characters that aren't nor nor normal isn't the right word. They're sort of the, I would say, broody, broody underdog type. Yeah. I mean, and also just hot in a loincloth. Let's be clear. Oh, my gosh, you guys. I don't think he's attractive. What? What planet are you on? I am on Why, this planet. You don't what what don't you find appealing about abs and flowy long hair? Well, I don't know. I just don't I look at him and I go, I don't care. Uh, oh, okay. Not great. Hey, All right. I don't find everyone who has a good body attractive. That's No, but I think he's I mean, beautiful. I, I I don't know. I don't think he's beautiful. Oh, That's just my right. taste, I guess. Yeah. We're not going to sit here and argue about that. No, I think but we should. No. Um, so Why don't you think he's beautiful? Okay, let me go through it. Let me look at him. <laughs> Hold on. Let me pull up a picture of Kid Harrington. No, I, I, uh, I, I, yeah. Pompeii in 3D. You could see literally his muscles in 3D. <laughs> 3D! It was in 3D! How do we and see you could Pompeii? See, 
I mean, you just probably have to watch it not in 3D now because I don't believe it's still in theaters. <laughs> well, no, but you could probably rent it. Let's oh, see. you can for sure rent it. Rent it. Pompeii. Is it about Pompeii? Well, yeah, surprisingly, it's actually about, well, the ancient Roman city of Pompeii as it's destroyed by, um, you know, a volcano in the last days. And he... Uh, Couldn't do anything about it, well, obviously. He, yeah, but he tried. He really tried. So it wasn't he big did. enough. Well, that's I mean, right. Sometimes now, a big sword can't get the can't job solve done. all the problems, although that's it can right. deal with a few. <laughs> OK, um, I don't I think his eyes are kind of beady. What? <laughs> I'm kind of like, seriously, I'm trying to break it down. How like, I don't I don't there's no John sparkle. Snow. He's a wonderful actor and I can't wait to see him in the spinoff. But his beady eyes <laughs> He's kind of got beady eyes. Um He's just not my type. Yeah, he doesn't have to you be. Know? It's totally fine. I'm not. I just think he looks too ordinary. Kiefer like, Sutherland was also in Pompeii. Do you find him attractive? Kiefer Sutherland? <laughs> now? No. <laughs> no. I just look at him and I go, that looks like a dude in any, you know, walk into any bar in Minnesota. What? And you're going to see what Kit What bar Harrington. are you going to that there's there are Kit Harringtons everywhere? There's a bunch of Kit Harringtons in flannels. That's, you know. Okay. I mean, there's a lot of guys I who need... just look as ordinary as Kit Harrington. He does not look ordinary yes, at he does. all. He does Who look thinks ordinary. Kit Harrington looks ordinary? I do, I guess. Okay. I don't right. know. And the hair isn't that great. Whatever. Oh, my God. His it hair isn't is like, beautiful. I mean, you. <sighs> what about like, okay, Brad Pitt, Kit Harrington? Well, I mean that, but I don't know if that's a fair fight. But uh, I, yeah, I, I guess Brad. Who Pitt. who else is considered hot? Like Harry Styles, for instance. Yeah, I don't find hot. him attractive. I think he's beautiful. I don't think Harry Styles is hot. Like I don't get the tingles for Harry Styles. You, but you do for Kit Harrington. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kit. I mean, maybe I'm outnumbered. People are going to think I'm crazy. You're outnumbered here because I think he's attractive. Do so. you? Yeah. Kit Harrington. Okay. It was kind of a joke in, in my current relationship because uh, Egret and Jon Snow were like my, my I just love those two together. Yeah. And uh, in the in the show, Rose Leslie, yeah, the character, and I, I, it was my favorite. So I never finished Game of Thrones. Mm. I didn't even make it through the first season. Honestly, I think it's just because it was too, it's one of those shows where you have to be all in yeah. or you're not. And I it was like the kind of show that I would have to, like I would want to rewatch an episode after I watched it because it was like there was a lot. Especially that first season, yeah. right? There was so much exposition and sort of storytelling and like the names, like I would have to watch with subtitles, which frankly I do more and more now just because I feel like I miss so much, but yeah. I do too. Here's somebody who was also in Game of Thrones who I find very attractive. Okay. Like there's no question whether or not you would think he's attractive kind of guy is the dude who played Jamie Lannister. Who's oh, that? yeah. That is Nicholas. Nicolaj Coaster Waldo. Oh, yeah, he's not ugly. That guy. I really like dimples, I've noticed. All right, well, we anyway, learned something. There you different go. And Jason Momoa. Different, well, Richard Madden. Obviously. Richard who? Richard Madden. Richard Madden. Oh, that guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. that guy's hot, too. Yeah, he's uh, he's um well and isn't he the one that was in talk or they, there's rumors, rumors he, he's he kind of falling down he's falling down the odds list so yeah, yeah. oh yeah. all right hey uh, Mike is really yeah. good at games and uh, so when we come back he's gonna spin his roulette wheel 
and we're going to play a game. And hopefully, Dawn, mm-hmm. I will win when we return right here on My Talk <gasps> Minnesota. Wait! Bye. Hey, My Talkers, Bradley here for my good friends at Dakota Dental. Ah, oh, regular checkups are super important, but that's not all when it comes to your dental health. I mean, those regular checkups are going to allow them to, you know, you're going to get your cleaning. They're going to give you an exam, make sure you're on the right track. Uh, they're also going to give you an oral cancer screening. So it's really, um, it deals with more than just like, oh, do I have any cavities? Which is why it's important on a regular basis. But beyond that, there's other things too you want uh, when you go to a dentist, maybe teeth whitening. Maybe you've been putting off going to the dentist for years and you're afraid of being judged or having to deal with a little bit of dental shame. That's not the case with Dakota Dental, which is why I continue to go back. I know it's a no judgment zone. I know I'm in great hands getting some of the best dental care in the Twin Cities, and they're going to help me regardless of what my dental needs are. They're not going to send me to someone else. They're going to help me and, uh, well, achieve the best dental health I can at dakotadental.com. Call them today. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. It's a Wednesday. I've been weird. And uh, have you? <laughs> I have been weird today. Oh, well, you maybe know. there's something in the water. Maybe there is. But is it just today? I got to get myself together. It's not just today, but extra weird today. Um, so What did we learn I'll about win. Dawn earlier, Mike? About? Oh, there was something she said, and we were like, what? Is she talking? Oh, about? she was talking. Uh, we were talking about something, and then she randomly said that she thought Robert Plant was very attractive. <laughs> we were talking. Oh, we were talking about, about Pink Floyd, Floyd and, and she's like, well, I, "I know it's say, not Pink Floyd, but Robert <laughs> Plant is hot." Yeah, and we were like, I mean, not now, but you know, I just <laughs> God. So, like, here's a thought I had 20 years ago, <laughs> but it's not relevant any longer. We just had a segment on Jon Snow. That Amelia Clark, I tell you, uh, she's a good-looking gal. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Okay. There you go. Well, at Queen least it's related. What you should have is just hold some. Something from like um, another show completely like Rings of Power because go. that's kind of the thing that I did. Anyway, <laughs> hopefully game. I will be able to play a game and succeed and, and get yeah, closer maybe. to beating Bradley. Let's do it. Could Time now to play along. It's Game Show Here's your host, Mike Ganger. It is time to play and I've got some bad news for you, Don. You're all, oh, what's happening? I don't know. I think she's Did she falling. fall off the chair? <laughs> no. I'm you, sorry. Just, I clicked off the camera, too. Oh, you can't okay. see me. That's all right. She's um, putting her stuff As long as I can hear you, I'm we're trying good. to get ready for we, Julia. We, Look, uh... Just focus on the fun. You're already behind. You, you may No, no, no. You may remember. It kind of ended awkwardly yesterday. We didn't quite get the final list in and listery lesson. Yeah. And we said, hey, let's just pick it up tomorrow. Well, I've got two more lists to continue through our listery lesson challenge. So right. there was no award winner. No one won yesterday. So we got to finish this. So Bradley's at five points. Don, mm-hmm. you're at three points. Mm-hmm. We had limited time. Also, I want to give this as an opportunity for a little bit of a tease. I was talking to our social uh, media man himself, <laughs> Quinn, and I've got uh, some excitement coming up. The next uh, tomorrow, Ooh. we're going to do a little uh, Super Bowl not football-related prop bets. I'm oh. all for it. And I'm going to create a little list of, and again, it kind of goes with listery lesson. I'm going to create a list of 10 of these prop bets, and we're going to make sure to get them out on socials so people who want to play at home, who maybe are not very interested in the game but want some incentive to watch, you're going to have it from uh, from us here at my talk. Oh, Fabulous. You're so good at your job. I am very Bye. excited about that, so I'll uh, get with Quinn. We'll figure that out. But let's get to uh, going here on the listery lesson. Again, you may remember yesterday we did Best Picture winners. That was a disaster. Uh, Grammy Award winning women, you guys did pretty well. And now we've got two. Two more lists. 
So basically, you're going to shoot us a list, and then yeah. we got to name as many people on that list as we can for points. Exactly. You get two strikes. Uh, no people this time around. It's going to be movies, and then it's going to be cities. Okay. And I'll explain Ooh, I here. Like cities. Now, when we were going through the uh, the Best Picture winners, you both kind of said, man, I just keep thinking of high-grossing movies. I don't think Uh-oh. of the critically acclaimed movies. Well, we're going to put that to the test, because oh! we've got the highest-grossing movies of all time. Now, this okay. is not adjusted for years or anything like this. This is just truly the highest grossing movies of all time. Dawn, you're trailing five to three. Let's get it started. Okay. And go ahead and give me one of those uh, movies on that list. Well, Avatar. Number one. You nailed it. Avatar is indeed on the list. You're up to four points. Bradley. Titanic. Titanic. There you go. That's number three on the list. You're up six points. Uh, Avatar 2. Avatar 2, The Way of Water. Of course, that's on the list too. Good job. You're up to five. Keep rolling on. Um, I am going to say that Star Wars. You got to be a little more specific than that. Oh, geez. Like how specific? Like yeah, an actual movie, not just <laughs> okay. a franchise. Um, Star Wars, <laughs> The Empire Strikes Back. Uh, no, ah! not on the list. Hmm? Well, Gone? it's The Force Awakens. The Force right? Awakens? Correct. That is Look the top you. one there. You're up to six points now. It's tied up. Bradley, over to you. You got one strike in this category. Okay, so I'm going, lesson. I'm going to say that... See, here's the problem. <laughs> I know all these movies. Mm-hmm. I just don't know their names. Yeah. This is what you said yesterday. Stop with it. The, I'm okay, just good. smack I'm just talking. Just sure. <laughs> Right He's now, trying I'm, to think. Right now I'm to tap think. dancing. Yeah. Is this um, a, like how far are we going to go? Just as far as we can go? No, we've got twenty. Yeah, well, oh, 20? until you strike out. Yeah, you okay. get two strikes. Gone with the wind is gone with the wind <laughs> on the list. Highest grossing door is wide open here for Dawn. She has no strikes. Bradley is out for this category again. We're playing. List Come on, Dawn, lesson. get all that. Okay. This is the highest grossing movies of all time. Dawn, how well can you do? Um. Okay. So I know that uh, in the mix of all the James Cameron is Avengers Endgame. Avengers Endgame. That's in the top five. Boom! I think. You're up to seven. Keep Look rolling. At you. Okay. Keep rolling. Rolling, is this top 20 or something? This is the top 20. I've I would got say here. Black Panther would be up there. Is Black Panther on the list? It is. You're up to eight points. Keep going. Well, didn't one, I mean, didn't huh? Top Gun Maverick this summer break all kinds of records? Do? Whoa! Keep going. Oh. Oh. You're up to nine points. Oh. How about uh, Wakanda Forever? Is Black Panther Wakanda Forever on the list? It is not. Oh shoot! Okay, well, Black that's Panther too bad. Wakanda Forever is not on the list. You can keep rolling on though. You've got one what more strike about... to play with. Okay, I don't know the name of it, like the subtitle, but the but a Jurassic Park movie. Well, you would need to know the title. Oh gosh! So it's one with Chris Pratt. I'll just oh Jurassic World. Nailed Whoa! it. You got there. Girl, seen it. Jurassic it World top 10. That is number eight all time. Oh Keep going. Oh, my gosh. Mystery um, lesson. Mystery lesson. Um, how about... Oh, gosh. You're I'm showing off at this point. Again, top grossing movies of all time. Mm-hmm. Top 20. Um, all time? Yep. How about like a Fast and the Furious something? Because those are just You need to be big. more specific. Ooh. Oh, my God. There's so many. How am I supposed to... Pick one. Okay. Uh, Fast and the Furious 5. 
Sorry, not in the list. Furious 7 is the only that one that appears in that list of the top 20. Okay. So some notables that you missed. Uh, Star Wars, you got Force Awakens, but also Star Wars The Last Jedi was on the list. Oh. Um, oh. The recent adaptations of some of the Disney classics, The Lion King and Beauty and the Beast, both in the I mix. said Lion King. Both of the Frozens on the list. Avengers. Oh, shoot. And you got Avengers Endgame, but you yeah. forgot Avengers, Avengers Infinity War, Avengers oh. Age of Ultron. Those oh. were all See, that's why too. I knew yeah. Avengers, mm-hmm. but I didn't even want to say it because I didn't want to give any hints. It's okay. All but right, I knew Dawn, them all. Dawn's at 10 points. Bradley's at 6 points. We have one Whoa! final list. Let's Whoa! see if Bradley can catch up Cities! from the 2021 census. Minneapolis is the largest city in the state of Minnesota. We've got 19 other cities after it in the top 20. Go ahead, Bradley. You're trying. Wait a minute. Say that again. 20. Largest cities by population in Minnesota. It, oh, in Minnesota? Yes, Minnesota. Oh, no, this is going to be really hard for me. Okay, so Minnesota, I would like to say Rochester. Number three on the list. Nicely done. Uh, you nope. s- Dawn, your turn. Oh, it's oh, go back. Um, oh, yeah. uh, I'll say Duluth. Duluth is on the list. Of course it is. That's number four. Keep on rolling. And Bradley. number one was Minneapolis, yes, right? Yes, Minneapolis so St. Paul. St. Paul is number two. Great job. Yeah. Which one did you just say, Dawn? I'm not saying. Yes, she did. What did she say? <laughs> what, is it my turn You now? just said, yeah, you said uh, uh, Duluth, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, how about... to 11. Bradley's at 8. Oh, my gosh. How about... Um... we got to hurry this up Come a little on. bit. We oh, need an answer. Uh, just say a um, city um, in Minnesota, man. Uh, well, how about um, Minnetrista? Excuse <laughs> <laughs> No, not on I the mean, list. No shame we'll give you a little bit of time. Sorry. We'll give you a little oh, bit of time. Cloud. We'll give you a little bit. No, don't give away answers. You oh. already got buzzed. You'll give, uh, a, give some time s- to think to Bradley. Go say St. Cloud, Bob. Okay. Bradley got that one. <laughs> I mean, he stole on. it. Just mean. mean. Okay, go ahead. Don, you still got another strike um, to play with. How about... Um, Again, listery lesson. <clears throat> Top populated cities in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Don has How an eleven to nine lead. You Mankato. Can, Mankato just outside the top twenty. Shoot. Mankato is just outside the top twenty. Sorry, you're done at eleven. Bradley, okay. here's the deal: if you get three more on this list before striking out, you will win today's game. Okay, is Morehead on there? Is Morehead on the list? It is oh, not. Okay. No, no, Don, no, you're, you're down, out. Girl. So you don't give him any ideas because if he can get, he needs three cities here in a row to win. Okay. If he doesn't, you win, Don. Uh, I'm going to go with... I'm trying to think of... And you have one more strike to work with. Kit Harrington. Okay, stop. With a big sword. uh, uh, Let's say the wonderful city... Westeros! Oh, my. Of Red Wing. Red Wing. Is it on the list? Uh, No, it is not. Don is the winner. Congratulations. By the way, I mean, there's so many people screaming right now from all of these Brainerd. areas because Bloomington, Brooklyn Park, Lakeville, Blaine, basically all of them. Egan, oh, Eden Prairie, Burnsville, Coon Rapids, Apple Valley, them. Minnetonka. Congratulations, Don. We're horrible. Thanks for picking two non-native Minnesotans. That's why I did that one. Yeah. I thought it'd be fun because Show our weak spots. Yeah. We're going to do Baraboo trivia uh, next week for you. Bear- do you know there was a strip club back in the 70s called Baraboobies? Mm. <laughs> Are you serious? No. <laughs> I'm I was so a, gullible. I was a Baraboobian for seven years. <laughs> a 
bear of booby. Proud of it. Yeah. By the way, there's not winners and losers. Don is the winner. Bradley, you're going home with this. And it's a fire blammo, the only sugarless bubble gum and big soft chunks and handy sticks. Delicious. Big soft chunks, Don. Blammo. Sugarless bubble gum. Blammo? Congratulations. Blammo. Blammo. Oh, yeah. never heard of it. Do you like big soft chunks of gum? Um, Yes. Okay. <laughs> when we come back, America, we will have transformed ourselves into the ladies known as Lori and Julia. I shall be playing the role of Lori today. I will be Julia. Gladney. And I'll be Grant. And Grant, exactly, played by Mike. But actually, no, they're up next. We'll be back tomorrow at noon here on My Talk 1071. Bye. Bye. Bye.